expand your mind and enrich your world. It's time for another outstanding podcast from ICRT. I'm Nancy Sun with today's episode of Easy News. The TIEX opened marginally higher this morning from yesterday's close at 17,340 on turnover of 2.5 billion NT. The market lost ground on Tuesday to close below the 17,400-point mark, as investors opted to move to the sell side following losses on Wall Street overnight, and the bellwether electronics sector led the downturn. The National Science and Technology Council has unveiled a set of key technologies that it says will be subject to tougher controls to prevent technology leaks and boost industrial competitiveness. The 22 key technologies cover five industries, those being defense, aerospace, agriculture, semiconductors, and information and communications technology. According to the Council, the term key technologies refers to tech that, if exported to China, Macau, Hong Kong, or other external hostile forces, would significantly harm national security, industrial competitiveness, or economic development. The Ministry of Foreign Affairs has officially opened a new representative office in Montreal. The office is Taiwan's fourth in Canada. The Foreign Ministry says it chose Montreal as the site for its office because it is the largest city in French-speaking Quebec and is known as a technology hub notably in video game and artificial intelligence development. Foreign Minister Joseph Wu says the latest office in Canada showed Taiwan's determination to expand its relations with the North American country on all fronts. Taiwan's main representative office is in Ottawa, while other branches are located in Toronto and Vancouver. In international news, the United Nations Refugee Agency says as many as 400 Rohingya Muslims could be adrift in the Andaman Sea without adequate supplies. It is warning they could die if more is not done to rescue them. Patrick Falk reports. According to the UN Refugee Agency, the 400 children, women and men are, quote, looking death in the eye if more isn't done to save them. Two boats carrying them are believed to have departed from Bangladesh. One of the ship's captains says they are around 200 miles west of Thailand in the Andaman Sea and that they are out of food and water. The vessel's engine has also been damaged. The number of Rohingya fleeing from refugee camps in Bangladesh has been rising since last year because of cuts to food rations and an increase in gang violence. On Saturday, another boat with 139 people aboard landed on Sabang Island off the tip of Indonesia's Sumatra province. Patrick Falk, Singapore. Peru's constitutional court has ordered an immediate humanitarian release for imprisoned former president Alberto Fujimori. 
The 85-year-old former leader has been serving a 25-year sentence in connection with the death squad slayings of 25 Peruvians in the 1990s. The court ruled in favor of a 2017 pardon that had granted the former leader a release on humanitarian grounds, but that was later annulled. Fujimori was sentenced in 2009 to 25 years in prison on charges of human rights abuses. And Venezuelan President Nicolas Maduro is ordering the country's state-owned companies to immediately begin to explore and exploit the oil, gas, and mines in Guyana's Essequibo region. Maduro's announcement comes a day after Venezuela's electoral authorities announced that the five questions with which the government wanted to claim sovereignty over Essequibo were approved in Sunday's referendum. Guyana has denounced the referendum as a pretext to annex the land. The International Court of Justice, the United Nations' top court, has ordered Venezuela not to take any actions to change the status quo until the panel can rule on the two countries' competing claims, which could take years. And that was the ICRT News. Check in again tomorrow for our simplified version of the news, uploaded every day in the afternoon. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Nancy Sun. Hey there! I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. If you'd like to hear more from ICRT, you can check out our other podcasts. We've got Taiwan Talk, where we chat with a new guest every Monday. Taiwan This Week, a roundup of the news in Taiwan every Friday, and English in the News for useful English expressions explained in Chinese. For some lighter news in both English and Chinese, check out News Bites and News for Kids. And if you enjoy them, tell a friend. Thanks for listening.